Welcome to another installment of Radio Therapy. I'm your host, Lift Kid, and this is a show brought to you by Inkwa Tattoos, home of African art. We specialize in all kinds of tattoos and art from tribal portraits. We don't just work on one type of skin, we work on all types of skin. So do feel free to come down, check us out. You can find us at 254 Kirkdale. SE26 4NL. You can also follow us on Instagram, Inqua Tattoos, Facebook, and Twitter. If you are registered, or if you are at a permanently registered address, I am encouraging you to put your name down on the allotment list. And the reason why I say this is really quite plain and simple. You need to know about the food that you eat. I never took this seriously for years. And I grew up for a short period watching my dad work his allotment. I never saw it as important, but I always saw the pride that he had in the food that he brought home. And now I share that pride in the food that I bring home and seeing my kids eat it. So I would definitely advise you to put your name down on your allotment list, not just because of pride, but because there's a lot of answers for you in the earth. And I think a lot of people avoid the earth, almost like they're afraid of it. They might think it's boring or it's, it's not for them or they're scared of this or they're scared of that. And that's fine. I don't like a lot of things. But the rewards way outweigh the, down, the downsides of it or the pros outweigh the cons. We consume so much foods that contain chemicals and pesticides and all these different ways that they use to make the, the food bigger or shinier, whatever it may be. A lot of the lands that produce certain produce are depleted a lot of the times the food that we get lack the nourishment that we need but in taking charge of some of the food not all of the food because you're not going to be able to grow all of the food we don't get as much of a space as we used to get back in the day or back in my parents day anyway or back in my grandparents day but you can contribute to some of the food that comes into your house. And if you get a pattern and you get a flow, you can contribute quite considerably. And once you grasp a pattern of what to grow in what season, 
you will always be harvesting at some point. So if you like cabbage or lettuce or kale or pumpkin or peas, all these things you can grow quite easily at your allotment. I don't want to ramble too, too long on this subject because I always feel that when I talk about it, people are rolling their eyes, even, even if they're not doing it in front of my face, I feel like they're doing it in their head. I'm going to continue to say this anyway. I've said it before. If you go back and you check um, Inqua Talks, I think it's episode five. I said it there. Put your name down for an allotment. Just put it down. There's no excuses. They were made for poor people. They were made for poor people to get them through a time when there was no welfare state. And you don't know what's around the corner. There could be no welfare state. You know, look at the food shortages in the supermarkets so there's no telling what's around the corner so it's best to have some kind of preparation in place that's what i think it may not be the be all and end all but it's something and something is a lot better than nothing so i'm gonna um i'm gonna go into this video that i found online it's called dig for victory you can look it up on youtube it's an old english very english by the ministry of information which is the bbc by the way um it's called dig for victory like i was saying we're gonna um press play on it so kick back and uh, have a little listen to this Do you like standing in a queue for your vegetables, or do you think it's tiring and a waste of valuable time? Do you ever find your long wait has been useless, that supplies of what you want have run out before your turn comes? It's not the greengrocer's fault, it's up to you. Dig for victory. Thousands of people have discovered that a ten-rod plot will keep a family of five in vegetables eight months of the year. Young men are doing it. These London AFS men are filling in their waiting periods like this. And young women, these girls are using part of their lunch hour to work on plots in their own factory grounds. Old men, even at 83. And children, growing food is part of their school routine nowadays. For they know that food is just as important a weapon of war as guns. Have you joined the ranks of this great new army that's helping to win the war by helping themselves to good food? You may not be lucky enough to own an ideal kitchen garden like this, but the flower garden will grow beetroot just as well as begonias. And it's more fashionable too nowadays. There may be room for vegetables on top of your Anderson shelter, or in the backyard, or even on that flat bit of roof. Even the asphalt playground of a bombed-out school has been turned into a flourishing allotment. So you see, you can nearly always find somewhere to dig. You know, it only takes an hour or two a week to keep a ten-rod plot cultivated, and you can all lend a hand, women and children too. Perhaps you're only making excuses. Perhaps the real trouble is you think gardening's a bore. We're going to watch an old hand for a few minutes 
And if you get any pleasure out of watching his skill, you'll get a lot more in learning how to do a good job yourself. Uh, I think that's a, that's all we need to listen to of that for now. But um, yeah, that was my little um, my little bit of information that I was sharing today. Um, completely off topic, but it does actually lead me nicely into the topic for today, which is each one teach one. A phrase that might be quite familiar with some, but not at all familiar with others. Everybody has something to teach someone. Everyone's got something that can, they can teach you. And you have something that you can teach other people. On the last installment, I spoke a lot about the ego. Um, and ego, pride, whatever you want to call it. generally tends to get in the way of you thinking that you can learn something from someone. And it generally gets in the way of you wanting to teach someone else as well. There's a good story, um, a West African story, an Anansi story. Um, I read it to my kids and it's a story about Nancy and the common sense I'm not going to read it here because I don't own the rights to it but if you get the chance look it up and the rough storyline is that Nancy collects up all the, store, uh, the um, common sense in the world and in the end he ends up sharing it with everyone In, in some stories, it's common sense. In some stories, it's wisdom. The common sense one, yeah, that doesn't really, that doesn't make sense to me at all because a lot of people I know ain't got no common sense. So we'll go with the wisdom. And in the end, he scatters the wisdom into the wind and everybody gets a piece. And the bottom line of the story is that everybody has something that they can teach someone else. I usually find among artists there's a level of maybe anxiety maybe anxiety it could be something else but I'm sure someone else would have some other word for it but there's a regular unwilling to share information as if if I share this with you you will become better than me very crabs in the barrel mentality. And I find this among younger and, and older um, art, younger and older artists. I don't know if this is um, a behavior that they've picked up through maybe some traumatic experience about sounding too cliche or maybe it's happened to them and, and that's the way they know or that's the way they were taught um, who knows they say there's no such thing as a bad student only a bad teacher
what I would say to a lot of the guys that I know that aren't willing to teach other people, whatever it may be, their secrets or their techniques. What I would say is, what's the point in you building something and developing something and breathing life into something? So it's quite a spiritual thing to build a craft. It's quite a spiritual journey. And why would you want that spirit to wither away? Because you will wither away. Your physical can only last so long. This is a fact. Your physical can only last so long. So why wouldn't you want your very spiritual practice to continue in some way, shape or form and evolve further? There's a saying, this, this, this topic is bringing up a saying. I think it goes, the wise man... Wise is the man who plants the seed knowing he'll never sit under the shade of its tree. Something like that. Basically, you, if you plant a seed and you know you'll never sit under that, the tree that that seed will become shade, but someone else will, then you're the wise man. So why would you plant a seed and then want it to die? That makes no sense. So pass on your knowledge, pass on your information. And in passing on your knowledge, you're allowing the spirit to grow because it's changing shape and form and it's growing into something new. So I've just, um, just Googled that saying and the saying is, it's a wise man who plants a tree under whose shade he will never sit. And there it is. There it is. Each one teach one. Not only do you have information to pass on, you have information to receive. And you can receive information from anyone. It could be a child, could be some an elder. It could be just someone you meet in the street. A lot of us have this distorted sense of reality as if we are wise and knowledgeable and some of us may be knowledgeable but not wise and some of us may be wise and not knowledgeable and some of us are both but none of us are all knowing you can't walk around with The mindset that you are going to just be for self in whatever you do. Because what have you done to even better yourself in that matter? Because once you're in the, pro in the process of sharing information through teaching someone something, it could be anything, you're still learning. You're learning something new. So you're progressing. And with that progression, you can therefore 
produce new flowers. You know? And if you're on the other end of someone trying to give you information, someone who's trying to share information with you, listen. If someone's opened the door for you and allowed you to walk through it, walk through it. Don't stand there, stare them in their face, basically, and walk the other direction. Especially if it's a a space that's hard to find. You know, a lot of people need to pay attention because it's free. I'm quite lucky in the fact that in my short career, I've been able to work with some fantastic artists. And they have absolutely reshaped the way I work, the way I think, um, the way I approach projects. And hopefully I've done the same. I've, I've, I've made an exchange with them. But if I could go back and tell the young me one thing, it would be listen. Listen. Shut the fuck up and listen. One of the hardest things to do is just shut your mouth and listen. Everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to be heard. I include myself too in this. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not the teacher here. I'm just a student that's been called to the front of the class. And I had a problem listening. Still do. Hard-headed. But I have been able to identify the problem. And now I realize how to identify the problem, I can say, I can see it in other people. Shut the fuck up and listen. Allow the information to absorb. You don't have to have a retort straight away. Meditate on it for a bit. And then once you've meditated on it for a bit, see what comes out of it. Reject what you don't want. Keep what you want. But don't lock yourself off like you got all the answers. Because more time you ain't. Because nobody has all the answers. Because nobody is all-knowing. Some of us are knowledgeable. Some of us are wise. Some of us are both. But nobody is all-knowing. And that's just the raw facts. So listen. If you don't listen... You're only hindering yourself. You're only hindering your own growth.
and once your growth is hindered and everything seems a little bit distorted, you start looking at everybody like they owe you owe you something and you're a little bit yeah. Listen. I don't just listen because you have to, because you want the information. Listen because you need to, because you thirst for the information. Because you're itching to grow. You're itching to bloom and flower. Listen because you want to learn something new. I've always said, in the uh, in the tattoo industry, black people are a minority. We're a minority in this industry, specifically in the UK. And what I find amongst us is that we are allowing our secondary differences to be seen as our primary differences. There is no primary difference because the primary is that we're black. Whatever else comes afterwards, comes after. And that's the problem. We're not listening to each other because we're all saying the same thing. Or we're mixing it up with this or mixing it up with that. And pushing someone else's agenda. We're not pushing our own. So full time we shut our mouths and started listening to each other. Well, one of us has got to talk while the rest of us shut our mouths and listen. And once we start listening, we can start hearing each other out and feeling what the next person is feeling. Maybe a little bit. Maybe we'll develop a little bit of empathy. And then start realising that the secondary is just the mask is it's there. It can come away. We're just here greeting the life inside the person. And then we can grow together. And make a small economic change. A small economic change. But until we listen, nothing changes. And once we start listening, we start realising that each one of us can teach one of us something. And start thinking on some, some straight lines. Like the ones we like to put in. You know what I mean? Start moving across some clean lines. Start moving across some clean lines with a clean heart and clean hands. Start thinking properly. And acting properly towards one another. I'm going to leave that there for today. I think I've said enough. I think I've, um, I think I've covered the topic quite well. I hope you've uh, taken something away from this and give thanks for listening. Once again, this show is brought to you by Inquitatoos. You can find us at 254 Kirkdale 
SE26 for NL. You can also find us on Instagram, I-N-K-W-A-T-A-T-T-O-O-S. That's Ink with Tattoos. Don't forget to follow us up. Follow all the artists. Check out our work. We've got shows and events and possibly classes coming next year. Loads of stuff we, we plan on doing. So don't feel no way to check us out. Hope you enjoy your morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time of the day that you're listening. And uh, I will see you on the next installment. Mm-hmm.